and welcome back to the Recover with Carly podcast. Today is like a really, really exciting episode. <laughs> I am here with Taylor Rue, and if you are a Love is Blind watcher like I am, you probably know who Taylor is. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you. You, I'm sure, are seeing all the stuff on social media, your relationship, you as a person. I feel like everyone really, truly admires you and loves you. I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, Taylor's definitely like one of my favorite from this season. <laughs> That's the sweetest. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So it's an honor, an honor to be able to sit down and talk to you today. So welcome. Yeah. So excited to Thank have you. you. So before we get started, any listeners who maybe aren't familiar with who you are, do you mind just sharing a little bit about who you are? Who's Taylor Rue? Sure. I am Taylor Rue. I am on Love is Blind season five. I am currently a first grade teacher. I've been a teacher for four years. So that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> and I actually, I remember connecting so much to that. My undergrad is actually in elementary education and I've worked with second grade, third grade. And so I was like, oh, a teacher, my heart, like, it's just <laughs> a special place in my heart. And I think that's why people loved you so much is you definitely have that nurturing personality. Yeah. Um, and I think people really love that about you. Yeah. One of the girls that I was talking to just like today, she was like, I think you were so patient because you're a teacher. And I was like, maybe so. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. That patience yeah. with your students overlapping into patience with partners and in relationships. And I want to definitely yeah. dig into that a little bit more throughout our conversation today. But one thing I want to start off with is in one of the episodes, you mentioned your experience with self-love and you talked a little bit about how you're just feeling really proud and happy with where you're at. And you got emotional. I remember kind of talking about that a little bit. So do you mind just sharing a little bit about what that journey has been like yeah. for you. Yeah. So a few years back, I just really struggled with self-love. And I think when I was struggling with that, I was so self-critical, but I was also really critical of other people. And I hated that. That's just like not who I am at all. There wasn't anything that I specifically did. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to lose weight or I need to drop this person or I need to wear certain clothes to like love who you are or wear makeup or whatever it is. And that's not what it's about. And for me, I didn't do anything to start loving myself. What it was for me is I was like, life is so, so short. You're not granted tomorrow. And to wake up every day and to look at yourself and not like what you see in the mirror, it's a really shitty feeling. And so I remember waking up one day and being like, life is too short. We're not granted tomorrow. I'm not doing this anymore. The world's already meet enough. I need to be my biggest fan not my biggest critic. And so truly that's what it was for me. I was, it was just like this wake up call. I started to love life. I started to love people more. Um, I dropped the people that were bad for me after I started loving myself. I was in a really, really toxic relationship, dropped that, was okay with dropping that guy. And yeah, like everything just, I mean, I was like, life is good and it's, it's not long enough. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, it was just like this moment where I was like, we don't have enough time here and we need to love who we are. 
we get one body, we get one life, like, you know, work with what you got. (laughs) Exactly. And that's something that I always say to my community, but also like as a therapist to my clients is this idea of we truly only have one life, but also we only have one body. And this is the body that we have been given. And we can either spend all of our life hating it and trying to change it and comparing it to other people, or we could use that same energy and celebrate it and be, you know, loving and empathetic and supportive of our bodies and who we are as people. And it is, I definitely don't think it's a coincidence that when you start to choose yourself and you start to love yourself and prioritize yourself and understand what it is that you're worthy of and what you deserve kind of everything else around you lines up with that yep 100% yeah (laughs) it's like oh my gosh I now like know what I deserve and so I'm not going to surround myself with people who don't agree with that or who also don't see that and so I think that's yeah, definitely not a coincidence that you saw this like big shift in other aspects of your life throughout this journey. And I'm so glad that you've allowed yourself to go through this journey and to be where you're at today because it is so inspiring to so many people. As someone who struggled with body image my whole life, I've been in an eating disorder, I've been through recovery, and I'm now in a place where I truly do genuinely love my body. I wish I would have seen more people like you openly talking about this experience, especially on reality television, (laughs) (laughs) Right? where, you know, sometimes we don't like that's not talked about. It's it's it can be very superficial sometimes, I think. And I think when we see that real genuine emotion of this has been really fucking hard, but I'm here and I'm proud of myself for being here. And this is a huge part of how I'm choosing to navigate through this experience on Love is Blind. I think that that just is so empowering and liberating for people to be able to see that. Absolutely. So have you struggled with self-love for most of your life? It came up later in life, probably in college. I kind of got into like, I don't want to say I was depressed, but it was like not who I am. I was feeling sad. Um, I lost a grandparent and... Like I said, I went through like a really bad breakup in college and I just started to feel like not myself and I was always bubbly and happy. And then I started to feel like gross in my own skin and not like what I was seeing. And that was just the worst feeling in the world. Um, And then I realized like, I can't love somebody else. I, I don't even love myself, you know, like what am I doing? Trying to like force these relationships and stuff. And so, yeah, it definitely came up later in life. Do you think that you would have done this experience? You would have been on Love is Blind if you hadn't have gone through that self-love journey? I think that's hard for me to answer, but honestly, probably not. If I had never figured it out, probably not. I probably wouldn't have been comfortable going on camera or like going to meet somebody or like that can't see me, you know? So probably not. And has being on the show made parts of that journey feel more difficult? Like getting commentary or feedback from people? Have there been parts of that that have felt hard? Um, There's been parts of it. I mean, the world's a mean place. <laughs> Uh, Not everybody, but, you know, people are critical and, like, they'll pick at anything. So, yeah, I mean, I remember I had one really tough day since the show's come out where I was just, like, I saw, like, how can somebody who's overweight talk about somebody who had, like, you know, this, like, one flaw I said about him. I'm, like, 
that's so mean. Like, and like the fact, but then I was like, the fact that people are taking the time to treat me like that, I can't take it personal. You're taking the time out of your day to be ugly to me. But I did have one really hard day. Other than that, I've been okay. And I always like to remind people, this comes up a lot on the podcast. There's always this space of navigating negative comments, Mm -hmm. specifically from strangers on the internet. And I know how difficult that can be. Like I've been on social media for many, many years now. And I get comments every day about you know, my body and the way that I look. And one of the biggest things that's been so helpful for me, and maybe you've talked about this with friends and family too, is just this idea of projection that people who are choosing to take time out of their day to make negative comments, to Uh comment things on your page that are just mean and have no other purpose but to be mean is more of a representation of that person and Mm -hmm. what they're going through deeply and that they're refusing to kind of talk about. And it sucks to be that person who has to take that projection from someone else. Um, But I think it can be helpful to have that reminder of like, this isn't about me. I just happen to be the person who they're choosing to take their internal struggles out on, which sucks, but we can't, we can't internalize those things. You're so right. So love is blind. You (laughs) are on this reality television show, one that is extremely popular. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. All my friends are obsessed with it. I've been watching it since season one. And you had this experience that actually, you know, I'm going to have you kind of explain a little bit about first, let's start off with an overview of what your experience on the show was like. I had a great experience. Um, I would say like being away from family and friends, that was probably like the hardest part for me. But it's I think it's a good way to be like in the moment. Like, you know, you don't have your phones and stuff. So um, you're very, very in the moment. But that was probably the hardest part for me. Other than that, I had a really good experience. Although like, you know, things didn't work out between JP and I, I learned things about relationships, like what I want, what I don't want. Um, I did like fall for somebody through a wall. Like, that's really cool. Because I fell for somebody without ever seeing them. And I never thought I would do that. So yeah, I, I had a great experience. What was the experience like outside of the pods and in like the living quarters with the girls yeah um I was like I got along with everybody I didn't want to be in any of the drama just because like those were the girls that you lean on like that's basically what you have and then the person you're talking to in the pod um and so I got really close to somebody um named Renee and we became like pod besties um but I I've stayed friends with all the girls and we got to cook and play you know games and dance and like do fake proposals and like a lot of the girls worked out. Um, it was really fun. Like I had a be- the best time. We would drink. It was it was great. Did that two weeks feel long? Do you feel like it went by really fast, or do you feel like it went super slow? I think when I was like in the pods, I was like, like okay, we were able to date for four hours at one point, and I was like, oh my goodness, like I need more time. Like you know, our dates would get cut short, and we'd be like, wait, we're not done talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it did go by fast though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it would. I feel like with the dating aspect, but also just like all the stuff happening in the living quarters, yeah. I feel like the time, yeah, I feel like the time would go by pretty fast. Yes. I'd be like, I didn't really want this to end. It's like, yeah. you know, having like a little vacation with all your friends and yeah. that would be hard to go yes. to leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do you mind sharing a little bit about 
what interested you in JP? So for me, like the initial attraction, obviously like voice, but not only voice, because like a couple of the guys had attractive voices, but it was just like this comforting feeling when I walked into the pod. I cannot explain it. I did not have it with anybody else, but it was just like I was missing home and I felt home. I felt comfortable. And I was like, I don't want to lose that because like I'm feeling these feelings through a freaking wall. Like that's huge. And so, yeah, I guess like the way to describe him is he felt like home so early on. Was that home, that feeling based on like similarities that you had, or was it more so just like that feeling you got when you talked to him? It was just like that comforting feeling. He felt so like accepting, like to who I was and like everything I said. And we did a lot of our beliefs and values did line up. Um, and, you know, we touched on that for days, but, um, I think I just was like, I have never felt like this type of love before. He loves every part of me. He loves the good, the bad, like, and to me, I was like, I had never had that. So Mm -hmm. that was huge for me. And I can imagine that would be, yeah, really hard to let go of, right. Or to like walk away from. And it's, it's so tricky because you're like, this is such a short amount of time, but I like have to walk away from this either like with him or without Mm -hmm. him and so Mm -hmm. I can imagine that would be like such a difficult space to be in of like am I ready to be engaged like is this someone that I'm ready to be engaged to this feels like the right person and then unfortunately for you a lot of things changed within the Mm -hmm. relationship when you got out of the pods and you went to Mexico, which I think is where we see a lot of the awkwardness between you and JP starting. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that awkwardness right away? I felt it right away. I felt it the second we met, but I try not Mm -hmm. to like think too much about it because like we're dating backwards basically. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we're having to restart and we had so many cameras on us, Mm -hmm. but I did feel it the first meet and then when we met back in Mexico I remember like seeing him and being like why is like why is he not talking to me like why is he giving me one word answers and you can see it in our first day in Mexico like he's not giving me anything he is not responding he's not touching me unless I touch him he's pecking me he's not like actually giving me that love and so I was like I mean super early on I was like something's off I just didn't know what. And I kept digging and digging and I finally figured out, well, I think that's his excuse, but we'll run with that because that's what he wants to go with. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like that's an excuse. You feel like there's more there. I mean, yeah, it can't just be makeup. Like he could have been like, I don't find you attractive. And I might've been like, Mm -hmm. all right, got it. Mm -hmm. But to blame somebody for their makeup when you were sitting there a couple of days before telling me you were in love with me and you wanted to marry me, that doesn't add up. And it's so interesting to see that switch in dynamic from like watching him in the pods where he is, it almost feels like we're watching like two different people. And I'm sure you felt that way too, being in that, being in the situation of like, he's super talkative, he's open, he's, you know, giving you all of this. And then you meet in person, things feel a little bit awkward. Maybe it's just cameras, maybe it's just, you know, we're seeing each other in person for the first time. But then that continues into Mexico and you're like, 
this is not the same person. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, who am I here in Mexico with? Like, and that was like a really scary feeling because I felt like I had gone from someone felt like home to, oh my God, this guy's a stranger and I don't, I don't even know how to talk to this person kind of thing. And it wasn't just like, it was like one night. It was every day and night in Mexico. I think we maybe had two good conversations, one off camera and one that we did see on camera. But <clears throat> other than that, like I remember um, there was a time on the bed where like I wanted him to talk and I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. An hour went by, just sat there. And I was like, because <laughs> like I can talk to anybody. I am yeah. like, we and we just talked to a wall. And I kept, I guess I kept saying that, like watching back. I'm like, I kept saying, like, just pretend there's a wall. Just pretend. I didn't have to, like, uh, yeah. the person who's in front of me should, like, want to talk to me and want to touch mm-hmm. me and want to love me. We shouldn't have to pretend there's a wall between us. And is that, like, did, did JP ever share with you, like, that's something you struggled with in the past, in past relationships, like that connection aspect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that um, he had struggled with it in the past, um, but I thought we got past it. And so to me, that was frustrating. And like I said, I gave him days and nights to figure it out, you know, and I asked for validation. And if you can't talk, at least give me validation. And he couldn't give me that. Yeah, it's like if words aren't your way of showing love than like hug me or kiss me or like yes. show any sort of like physical connection and when both of those give me something there, yeah and when both of those aren't there it's like okay well this is not <laughs> this is <laughs> not very fulfilling or I don't feel yeah. loved or wanted right and I you know I think that we see that in your conversation with JP of you kind of voicing to him like I, I don't feel like you want me or you're interested in me and Mm -hmm. I can imagine how heartbreaking that would be for you to go through this whole experience and feeling like this is my person I feel so at home with this person and then things just changing so quickly and not really knowing why I mean having an idea as to why but not having like for him his reason is because you had a lot of makeup on in the reveal. And it's like, yeah. okay, but you also went the entire time in Mexico without makeup on. Yes, I said that. I was like, I haven't worn makeup in days. I don't know why you're bringing that up. So yeah. I really do think that was just an excuse. But I will say I have dealt with like men, I feel like always trying to change something like you wear too much makeup. Don't post this. Don't wear that. Don't dress like whatever. And I'm like, we are allowed to do what we want to do. You know, there's a fine line compromise I'll compromise with you all the way but you're not going to sit here and drag me down just because you're insecure and I truly think that's what it was and like I've dealt with the not loving myself I'm not going back to that I'm not like gonna let somebody drag me down and so I think when I heard that I was literally like in shock I was Mm -hmm. like that doesn't even make sense and also you're not going to tell me what to do and you're not going to make me feel less than you know you're not going to degrade me And I do think a lot of women stay in shitty situations like that because they think that's the best they're going to get. There's a lot of fish in the sea. And I think if someone's not 100% in love with you, whether that's makeup on, makeup off, baggy clothes, heels on, whatever it is, get out of it. You deserve someone who's 100% about you all the time. So. Amen. Amen. If you can't be yourself, if you can't show up in ways that make you feel beautiful and sexy and like wear makeup when you want to wear it and wear the heat like exactly what you were saying then that is a huge red flag yeah (laughs) 
huge red flag if anyone tries to control aspects of how you express yourself or the way that you choose to show up if someone tries to control that red flag leave leave <laughs> immediately <laughs> and taylor can tell you that she's been there she she made that hard decision she said nope i'm done like you are not going to tell me what to do or how to wear my makeup and i think that people seeing that are like, oh, shit, I can also leave these relationships yeah. because my partner is telling me that I can't wear this or, you know, I can't. It's like if we it's kind of like the Jonah Hill stuff that happened like a couple months ago where he had posted like he didn't want his his girlfriend wearing a bikini when she surfed because she was surfing with men or something. She's like a professional surfer or something. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So he, so people were like criticizing Jonah Hill because he was like the text leaked of like the text that he had sent his girlfriend about like, I don't want you wearing this. I don't want you doing this. Like super gaslighty, controlling. And he tried to use it as like, he tried to say he was setting boundaries with her. No, no. There's a difference with boundaries and being controlling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes huge difference in boundaries and being controlling 100%. One thing that I am curious about is did the makeup conversation ever come up before that conversation on the bed? Like did JP ever say anything before then, before that point? Um, no, I think when we were sitting there after we met, he like said something like I got, I got makeup on him or something. And I was just like, I kind of like rubbed it off. Um, uh-huh. but other than that, I don't think it ever came up. And that's why I was like, I, what, what did you say? Like I was literally in shock, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, cause I'd been trying to get that answer out of him for like days. And then once that finally came out, so no, I don't think so. I think it was just that initial, Oh, you got makeup on me and I like mm-hmm. rubbed it off and that was it. Did being around the other couples was, I think you kind of mentioned this in conversation with JP on the show, but just this idea of like seeing the other couples together. And then did that reiterate for you? Like something is not, something's not right. Yeah. Cause they were like touching and loving on each other and they were so happy. They weren't talking about any problems. They were literally in honeymoon phase, which is where we should have been. Mm-hmm. And we should have been there for weeks and months and we just we never even had our honeymoon phase and so watching those other couples I'm like oh my god we're like so behind on like they're gonna move home they're gonna live together for three weeks and they should do that because they're getting along and they you can tell they're completely in love me and you we weren't we're not even touching yeah we're barely able to have a a conversation Mm -hmm. so yes it definitely put things into perspective for me so I am glad that I saw it because if not you know choices my choice might have been different if I would have you know not known that they were so good and did JP ever give you like an idea of what he was expecting outside of Mexico like did he ever share with you that he was also concerned about your lack of conversation or lack of physical touch, like none of that really came up from him or it was just you solely bringing that up? It was me bringing it up and him saying that I was sticking to, to the awkwardness. He was like, you just won't stop with the awkwardness. You just, and I'm like, I'm literally trying to like get over that part and talk about, you know, why we're still in that phase or whatever. But mm-hmm. he was like, ever since day one, you know, you've been here and you've had one foot out the door and that's not true. Like I maybe day three had mm-hmm. a foot out the door because we still weren't where we should have been. But day one and day two and night one and night two, like I was trying. Yeah. Uh, but no, 
he never, I mean, I wasn't the one having the problems talking. So I don't think he thought to even, he wouldn't talk. So it's like, we didn't really have the best conversation as sad as that is. Um, no, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm trying to think back and I'm like, I don't, that's such a good question, but I don't think, I don't he think ne- so. He never really brought it up. He never saw that. He, he no. saw it as you kind of like nitpicking him about this like awkwardness that you and that I made him awkward yes he Mm -hmm. was basically blaming on me like I made him awkward because I brought it up even though there was awkwardness before you brought it up which he admits to when he says that he was thrown off by the amount of makeup that you were wearing in the reveal Hmm. yeah interesting interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I think like from a viewer's perspective and I'm not sure like I'm sure you've talked to friends I'm sure you've talked to family just about and you've probably I'm sure you've watched it and everything but from like a viewer's perspective I will say that it is very evident that there was so much more effort coming from you in the relationship and this is not me I'm not saying this because I now have beef with JP because he (laughs) to you I'm saying this based on truly like what I saw while watching the show of like you truly did you tried every single day to talk to him and I remember like when when you first got to Mexico you were like in the hot tub you're trying to like flirt with him you were like trying to kiss him like you're trying to be physical and it just felt like he was just not there and so just to that I just want to validate that for you that like I definitely saw all of the effort come from your end which is why I asked if there was anything that maybe we didn't see that was coming from from JP and bringing up the conflict or the issues that you felt between the two of you no I don't and I don't know if he ever would have brought it up either but I am like a fixer I want to fix the problem when there's a problem I want to fix it and I want to fix it fast which is why I brought it up night one Because I don't want to like, I don't want that to linger on. Although it did, even though I brought it up night one, that's not what I wanted to happen. You know, same thing. Like I'm not a JP hater. I wish him nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had time to like heal from all of that. I want to make that clear. I really do hope he's happy and I hope he's figured it out. Um, But yeah, because I've had time to heal. And that's something that, you know, I thought about like before our conversation of like, is this too soon? But you, you are appearing to be very happy with where you're at. You've allowed yourself to kind of move on and know that those comments and that relationship not working out is not your fault. It's, you know, it's not a character flaw of yours. It's not to say that you're asking too much from a partner. It's, it's very valid that you were feeling the way that you were feeling. And I think that all of us can say that we were so proud of you for making the decision that you made, even though that was probably a really hard one to make. And I can't imagine how difficult it was to wake up that morning and go sit across from JP on those couches and have that conversation. But I think that circles back around to this self-love journey that we talked about in the beginning that journey, that work that you did in the last couple of years is what prepared you for that conversation. That's what made Absolutely. that conversation possible for you because you Absolutely. chose yourself a couple of years ago and you decided that you wanted to start prioritizing yourself and that helped you to see that you deserved better. And I think that's just proof that choosing yourself and going on that self-love journey is always worth it. 
Always. 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 I do have one question. If you can answer this, you don't have to. Um, But I think it's something that's all over social media. I'm sure you've seen it. What are your thoughts on JP's American flag, red, white, (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, uh, It's a lot. But I'm like, if you love it, you love it. You want to rep it. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, I love where we live, too. But I'm going to wear my makeup. You wear your American flag socks, hats, sunglasses, and we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's a little overkill, but you know what? I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> At any point, did you feel like that was a red flag? Um, no, I've gotten asked that question before. Like, did you notice any red flags? I'm like, probably should have, but didn't. Um, not, I didn't, maybe the day that it was like sunglasses to flip flops. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like maybe we take off the sunglasses or take off the flip flops, <laughs> like pick one kind of thing. But no, I never looked at it as like a red flag. It yeah. was the 4th of July every single day for JP. <laughs> yes, it was. No, not just in Mexico, every single day. Oh, yes. Like, I mean, if you watch back, yeah, mm-hmm. you like see he always I has I think there was like a pillow at one point. Like you had like a pillow or something. Yes, now I'm remembering. A bandana, was... yeah. Yes, okay, okay. So yeah, definitely not just his beach apparel but also his pod apparel all day yeah (laughs) um so to kind of wrap things up taylor i would love to hear and this is kind of how i end the end the podcast every episode is i ask my guests to share a piece of advice to listeners that's kind of related to the conversation that we just had so we've talked a lot about self-love we've talked a lot about really being able to advocate for yourself choose yourself in situations relationships where you feel like someone is asking you to not express yourself in a certain way or they're not okay with that what piece of advice would you give listeners who are starting their self-love journey and are starting to choose themselves what piece of advice do you give them i would say it's hard but like you said it's worth it and you just have to like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself life is short we have one life we have one body love it and just mm-hmm. put yourself first always. I mean, that's the best yeah. thing you can do. That's the best thing you can do. And would you say that yeah. advice is the same for people who are in a relationship where they feel like they're having to sacrifice things in order yeah. to be to be accepted by their partner? Yeah, because same thing, put yourself first. Like if you're putting like if you're letting somebody treat you that way and try to change things about you, you're putting their feelings ahead of yours. And that's mm-hmm. not okay. And I don't think breaking up is easy. I think like for me, it was so hard to walk away, but it was the best thing that I've ever done. And I have no regrets doing that. And you can love somebody from a distance. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's totally fine. And it's, I think another thing that I'd like to mention is it's okay to think that it's going to work. Whether you've been in it for three years, three months, it's okay to think it's going to work. And at the end, it just doesn't work. Learn from it and move on. That's all yeah. you can do learn from it. I think that's the biggest piece there of like, I talk about this with clients, we all go through these really difficult experiences, whether it's a breakup with a with a partner or even like a friendship or something with parents, like any sort of difficult circumstance. I think it can be really easy for us to dwell on the negatives of that experience. When in reality, when we look back at that experience, we're, we're taking so much away in terms of what we've learned in that experience. Like whether you learned how to advocate for yourself, whether you learned, you know, what you're looking for in a partner versus what you're not looking for in a partner, like 
you're going to learn so much from that experience. So don't tell yourself it was a waste of an experience because there is always something that you're taking yep. away from that. Yep. It, nothing's a waste, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, every experience yeah, you said that so well. Yeah, we're taking away something from everything. Like this conversation, I'm going to take away something from this conversation. It's like every interaction, every experience, we're, we're taking something away from it. So yeah. let's not beat ourselves up for going through the hard stuff. Let's give ourselves some grace and try to look at the things that we can take from that because Taylor, I'm sure you can, you can say you took a lot away from this experience and you may now date differently. That might look different for you. Like, I don't know necessarily what that was like before versus now. There's probably a lot more prioritization of you and you now maybe know more of what you're looking for than when you started. But I think that that's always, that's always a good thing to focus on. Is how I've grown and growth is good. Growth is good. Growth is good. You got it. (laughs) Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I shared with some of my community um, that you were going to be on the podcast. Everyone was so excited. So I cannot wait to share this little insight of your Love is Blind experience with the world. Um, But before we wrap things up, do you mind sharing with listeners where they can find you, where they can follow along, ways they can support you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, My username for both is Taylor M. Rue. So yeah, I hope I get some followers. Uh, You can also talk to me on Cameo, but I'm pretty good about just answering on Instagram when I can. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. And I'll put everything in the show notes so it's easy for listeners to find you and listeners if you resonated with today's episode please feel free leave a rating or review screenshot it tag taylor and i let us know what your thoughts are on today's episode and we will see you all in the next episode bye bye